few weeks ago, I was talking about being content. And where does our contentment come from? It comes from Jesus. It comes from, from the Lord. That's, that's where we find our satisfaction. That's where we find our peace. And today I just want to start off with a scripture. It might be a little bit of a, a, um, a trailer for, for Christmas Day. In Luke chapter, nine, chapter 2, verse 9, the shepherds are watching their flocks. And it says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Jesus Christ the Lord. That is the declaration that the angels make to these shepherds. These shepherds are fearful. He says, don't worry. Don't worry. Today, a Savior is born. A Savior. This is good news. I bring you good news of great joy. Good news. Don't we love good news? Don't we love good news stories? Well, we have a good news story. We celebrate over this time, we celebrate that the, the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and lived amongst us. It's great news. It's great. It's, uh, in those days, when Caesar Augustus was crowned emperor, I don't know how it happened there, whether they were crowned or not wreaths, or I'm not sure how it worked, but... Uh, it was declared good news. We have, a, we have a new emperor. And we have good news. We have a savior. A savior for all. All can be included. Everyone. Not just for a little specific little group. It is for all. And the beauty of it, the, the most amazing fact of it, is that Jesus came and dwelt amongst us and walked with us. His presence, His very presence. He walked in amongst, amongst uh, His disciples. He walked around in, uh, in Israel. This announcement was so glorious that it couldn't be contained. And the angels rejoiced. They rejoiced in heaven. There was good news coming to man from God. This would be the most valuable announcement God had ever made to fallen man. For the first time since, since Adam ran out of God's presence in the garden, there was going to be peace between God and man. Because of the arrival of a Savior, because of the arrival of Jesus. So this is good news. Good news. In the midst of life, I declare good news to you that we have a Savior and His name is Jesus and He wants to be Lord of your life. Now I'm going to turn and it's going to sound like something completely different. And now for something completely different. 1 Chronicles 
chapter 16. Today we could entitle it Thanksgiving, I think, again. And we see in chapter 16 that the ark is returned to Jerusalem. The location of the ark in the history had been a bit of a, a bit, bit dodgy. The only time we really knew about it in the, in the Old Testament was when uh, Moses and Joshua and Samuel, they, it was, it was uh, in the tabernacle, at the tent of meeting. And then the Philistines came, what did they come? And they captured the ark. They captured the ark and they took the ark of the covenant and they took it to Philistine. They took it to a, a town called, I think there's two towns they took it. One was Ekron. And while it was in Ekron, what happened? Everybody burst out in tumors. In tumors, they had... I don't know, ulcers or tumors. or they, 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 they became very ill. The ark was in Ekron. And then so they, the, the, that town said, this is not a, good, not a good thing. And they took it to another town. And exactly the same thing happened. Disease broke out. And so they decided they've got to get rid of this. And they took it back to Israel. They just took it across the border and just kind of left it there. And some, I think this, this, this thing of the presence of God, the Ark of His Covenant and His, His Word, it's a fearsome thing to fall into the hands of an Almighty God. And we need to know that. I mean, there's uh, somewhere there it said, 70 people just looked into the ark, looked into it, and they died. They died. And the ark represents God's presence. And if we have a look at, eventually it gets taken, David gets crowned king, And he decides he wants the Ark of the Covenant to be restored to Jerusalem, to come and be in in Jerusalem. And so they make a plan and they put it on the cart. And the the Ark has been taken and and there's somebody who's shut out of the gate. Can somebody open the gate? It's... uh, yeah. Somebody shout it out. Open the gates. Yeah. <laughs> Psalm what? Psalm 24. Open the gates. <laughs> where was I? Does anybody, can anybody remember where I was? <laughs> we're on the border of Israel. I know it's not. We're ahead of that. We're way ahead of that, John. We actually, he's now bringing the ark back. And then it's on this cart, and, and they're not doing it according to the words, the Lord's command. And, and this, the cart starts to, 
tip and the, it's falling and Uzzah puts his hand out to stop it falling. Now, isn't that a good thing? It seems, seems like a good thing. Better get the, the Lord strikes him down. Dead. Dead. He died. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Strikes him down dead. And so then they consult and talk to the Lord about how we should get this back. And they do it the proper way. The Levites carry it on, on, on straps, I think. And it, and it comes home and it comes to Jerusalem. The presence of God. But before that, sorry, before that, I remember there was, before it came to Jerusalem, they took it to Obed Edom, the household of Obed Edom. In this house, it was in this house for three months. While they were deciding what they should do, how they're going to do this properly, they didn't want any more, anybody else to die. So they left it in this, guy's, in this guy's home, in this household. And what happened? Chapter 13, verse 5 of, of 1 Chronicles. And the Lord blessed the household of Obed-Edom and all that he had. You want the blessing of God. You want the... the you want prosperity, you want the favor. The favor is the word that I was looking for. You want the favor of God. Obeda, he had it. Because the ark was in his, in his house. The ark was in his house. We carry the presence of God in us. We have blessing and favor that rests in us. Much more so than the ark, the little box. We have the living God living in us. So eventually, this ark gets back to Jerusalem. And there's great celebration. We read a little bit earlier on in chapter 15. So, the, so David and the elders of Israel and the commandments of thousands went to bring up the ark of the covenant to the Lord from the house of Obed-Edom. With what? Rejoicing. And because God helped the Levites who were carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord, they sacrificed seven bulls and seven rams. David was clothed with a robe of linen as, all, as also were all the Levites who were carrying the ark and the singers and the leaders of the music teams. And David wore a linen ephod. So all Israel brought up the Ark of, Co of the Covenant of the Lord with shouting to the sounds of the horn, trumpets and cymbals, and made loud music on harps and lyres. So there's this kind of celebration. There's the, this over the top, way over the top. And David is actually dancing in the street in his, in his linen, in his, in his, it's almost like his undergarments. And he's, because he is so excited that the presence of God is coming back to be where it should be. The Ark of the Covenant is where it should be. And he's so excited. And look at people's response. 
People's response to the move of God. People's response to the Spirit of God. Look at it. Verse 29, And as the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came to the city of David, Michal, the daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw David dancing and celebrating, and she despised him in her heart. She despised him in her heart. The presence of God, the, the jubilation and the celebration that David was exhibiting. Kings shouldn't be like that. Kings should be much more refined and dignified like the British royalty. <laughs> You hope, yeah. And what happened? What was the result of her despising David? She became barren. We've got to be careful when we criticize what God is doing us amongst us in our midst, what God is doing in the Spirit through people's lives. Because if we despise the rejoicing, if we despise the celebration, Barrenness can come to our, into our hearts. And so, the ark is in Jerusalem. And there's a party. There's a celebration. He appointed some of the Levites as ministers before the ark of the Lord to invoke, to thank, and to praise the Lord. That's what we do. Why do we gather here? Why do we sing a few songs before serve, before, during, during worship? Why do we do that? For? To give Him thanks, yeah. We, it's not a trick question. <laughs> we, we, we sing because He is Lord, because He is the Savior, because He is King, because He is great, because He rules, because He is sovereign. That's why we come and we sing and we worship and we give Him thanks. As they did when the ark came in, they gave thanks and they appointed people to give thanks. They, appoint, they appointed people to lead the worship. It's a great time in Israel's history, this. The ark was back. The enemies had been subdued. David had just been made king. There was, this was a time to celebrate. And it's a time for us to celebrate as we acknowledge Jesus' birth and His life in us. It's a time to celebrate. It's a time to worship. And so David writes this, this, this psalm, the song of thanks. And I'm going to read it. It's going to be long. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds to the people. Sing to Him. Sing praises to Him. Tell of all His wondrous works. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that He has done. His miracles and judgments He uttered. O offsprings of Israel, His servant, children of Jacob, His chosen ones. You are His chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. 
His judgments are in all the earth. Remember His covenant forever. And the word that He commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that He made with Abraham, He swore His sworn promise to Isaac, which He confirmed to Jacob as a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance when you were few in number, of little account, and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another, to another people. He hallowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, Touch not my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell of His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous works among all His people. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. And He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before Him. Strength and joy are in His name. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. Yes, the world world is established. It will never be moved. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice and let the nations say among the nations and let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall the trees of the forest sing with joy before the Lord for He comes to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good For His steadfast love endures forever. Say also, save us, O God, of our salvation and gather us and and deliver us from among the nations that we might give thanks to You, to Your holy name and glory in Your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen. Amen! All the people said, Amen. And we praise the Lord. It's an amazing just remembrance of who God is. His greatness, His power, His splendor, His holiness. What fascinated me in in that Scripture is that it's only right at the end that there is a request. Right at the end, there's a request. Save us, O God, O God of our salvation, and gather and deliver us from all the nations. Right at the end, after declaring how great God is, how wonderful He is, and uh, amazing, then, only then, do they come and say, okay, this is what, what we would love you to do for us. I have to look at my own life. Maybe my own life is more about Lord, I need this, I need this, I need salvation there, I need, uh, Amy's, uh, yeah, she's been run over by a car. Uh, 
it comes out of relationship with them and this uh, worship. I think worship in the temple was 24 hours a day, wasn't it? I think uh, eventually it was 24 hour days. That's who we are meant to be. We're meant to be giving thanks and worshiping him 24 hours a day. Lost in him, lost in his love, lost in that intimacy. You say, well, how do we do that? How do I remain thankful? How do I rejoice in you always? How do I do that? Sing the psalm. Read the scriptures. Let the word encourage you. Let the word build you up. In that same chapter, this is my last point, and then we're going we're to sing and we're going to worship in response to the, to, the, to the Lord. What is your job? What is my job description? In this, in this scripture, Heman and Jedithan. Anybody heard of, remember, Heman and Jedithan? Other than my house church, because we did it last week. Heman and Jerithan. These are obscure characters. You've never heard of their names. Yet, they were given this amazing task. They were given this amazing job description. They were given the job description of giving thanks. Giving thanks. That was their job description. Give thanks. What do you do? I give thanks. For a living. I'm part of the temple thing. That's what I do. I just give thanks. What did that look like? What did giving thanks look like? Did he get a list every, every, every day from the, from the king? This is what you've got to give thanks for. And we, we need to realize, I think, where does it say it? It says it in 1 Chronicles 25 verse... Six, and they were designated by name to give thanks. By the king. By King David, he said to, to Andrew, I want you to give thanks. And I want you, Neil, to, to give thanks. That is your new job. You don't actually have to go and sell furniture anymore. You, <laughs> you would love that. Eh? You just have to give thanks. And, and, and with, with medical, I'll give you medical aid as well. <laughs> You see the beauty of that, of what you're saying there of, of, of with medical aid. The beauty of that is if we are a thankful people, if, we, if we're rejoicing in Him, I guarantee you that we would be a healthier people. If every day we just woke up in the morning and said, thank you, Jesus, for this beautiful morning, and, and we, we would almost have to set an alarm in our clock, and then at, at 12 o'clock, just thank you. And as you're going to bed, the last thought in your mind should be, let's give thanks. What am, I going to, what am I going to give thanks for? So you're all getting new job descriptions here. Your, your job description is going to be to give thanks. We are under, under the authority of the king. And it's not, it's not my authority that I'm declaring that over, to, over you today. It's the authority of Jesus. What does he say? He, in the scriptures, he commands, Be thankful. Offer to God thanksgiving. Come before His presence with thanksgiving. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. That's His command. Those are commands. 
They're not just good suggestions. They actually command. And this is great for, for healthy living. The psychologists have said that it, it's very therapeutic. So if you are grumpy, cantankerous, critical, or, Ill-temp- or ill-tempered, I have a new job description for you. You're no longer going to be those things. You're going to be a, a Heman and, a, and be a Jedithan. You are going to be thankful. Every time a thought of uh, grumpiness, of meanness, of ill temper, I want you to turn it around and be thankful. It's, it's very powerful and we can't do it. I can't do that. Val knows that because I'm, I'm in the office and she sees me grumpy sometimes. So, Val, you'll have to call me out if you see me grumpy or cantankerous or, 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 or any, of, any, of, any of those things. Call me out because I want to be a thankful person because you and I are anointed by the King to praise His name and give Him thanks every day. So let's give thanks. I'm going to ask Milan to come, come up and we're going, to, we're going to thank God. And why are we going to thank Him? We're going to thank Him for His goodness. For His holiness. We're going to thank Him that He is sovereign, that He is Lord, that He reigns in our little lives. He's interested in it. So, Lord Jesus, this morning I release, I release a spirit of joy amongst us. I pray, Lord, that we would be a thankful people, that we would be a grateful people, that we would always give praise to you, even when it's hard. Even when things have gone wrong, we will rejoice in you because you always rule and reign. So I thank you. I just, I just bless you. I just, I just bless you with, with grace and mercy and abundance and joy and love and all the good things that come from God. We can't do this. We can't do this without Him. And so I'm asking that you would be filled with the Spirit that you wouldn't be drunk with wine, but you would be filled with the Spirit. And out of, your, out of our mouths would flow songs of deliverance, songs of joy, songs of passion, songs of life.